Hi, my name is Molly Schulte Tucker, and I have the privilege of pastoring the good people of Ridgewood Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. In the fall of 2023, we have been exploring the makings of worship with our series Liturgy, a word that literally means the work of the people. Over the course of five weeks, we'll explore the purpose of worship, the space in which we worship and its evolution to today, the community that gathers to worship, the time we set aside to worship, and the theology and therapeutic effects of music to our community and our soul. chapter 5, verses 8 through 20. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. So walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Rather, expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise people, but as wise making the most of the time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God at all times for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I have loved music for as long as I can remember. From my Sunday school teachers, my preschool teachers, my grade school teachers, music has just always been there for me. I didn't necessarily like practicing piano between piano lessons. And truth be told, year to year, day to day, if you were to ask me who my favorite band is, it's not really a consistent answer, although who I'm really loyal to at this point in my life is Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC, and of course, Beyonce. But most of them are really nostalgic or emotional connections, except for Beyonce, because she is the queen. I think there's beauty in music. In lyrics, of course, yes. In the stories that are told, yes. But I think I like the music part of music the best. At least I do. Why is this song unique? What makes this song different than this song? Why can the guitarist play this and this song, but not in this song? How come the drums and the percussion sound like this here, but then they're nuanced in this song? What, what, makes this song so, so special. I love the creativity in each 
song. So I wonder if, if I could indulge you for a second and share my most recent musical discovery. Okay, great, I will. Thank you, a few nods. So there's this song. It's by a group called The Common Hymnal, which is a collective of progressive musicians. There's a song that's called Sing, Sing, Sing. And the chorus says, sing, 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 something happens when we sing, which is we're going to talk a little bit about uh, today. But um, the bridge goes, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. And you hear those words, and you know where that comes from, don't you? What's the hymn? Blessed assurance, you know it. The funny thing is, too, this has become one of Cooper's favorite songs, Sing, Sing, Sing. He'll even ask for Sing, Sing, Sing. Yeah. Uh, so in the car, I have probably listened to this song at least 50 times in the last couple of weeks. But for the first time on Friday, this past Friday, I heard something different. I heard another layer of this song. So I've asked DJ Troy in the back to play a bit of this song. You're going to hear the chorus, you're going to go into the bridge, and then we're going to hear the chorus again at the end. But just listen. I'll, I'll narrate. But listen, it's so fun. Here we go. Here's the chorus. song. So you go tell the Episcopals that you eat lunch with that your female pastor danced for her sermon today, okay? <laughs> but did you hear that? Did you hear those words? Oh my gosh, I've listened to it 50 times. For the first time on Friday, I heard, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Oh my goodness. And then we heard, great is thy faithfulness. Oh. None of those tunes we're familiar to you, probably, unless you're a common listener of common hymnal. But you know those words. This is my story. This is my song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Great is thy faithfulness. Ooh, I get chills. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is why I love music. 
the creativity, the nuance, the beauty. Music is a beautiful and very strange thing. It is emotional, it is intellectual, it is spiritual, and it is so individual. Our preferences and our likes and our dislikes of this or that or the other or this instrument or the other or genres or tastes or what have you, but also it's communal. Taylor Swift and Beyonce sold out stadiums all summer, grossing millions what they think could be over a billion dollars with their tours. Here in Louisville, I know a few people are absent today because there's a music festival going on that I would not step foot in, but it's called Louder Than Life, right? If we're lucky on the way home, that bass might bounce your tires just a little bit. There's something communal to worship too. What is that? Sing, 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 something happens when we sing. I believe it, don't you? Or you could look throughout scripture. Psalm 96, oh sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. Ephesians, what we just read, Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts. Or Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs to God. We could pull out hundreds of directions of singing. Prior to when the Gospels and the epistles of the New Testament were before us, literally in ancient Hebrew and Greek, there were not two separate words for speaking and singing. There was some some nuance of one word, but there was not a clear-cut distinction So as part of the early church's DNA to sing, and then the slow rise of hymnody, you hear the word hymn in that, there were songs that were predictable or simple uh, melodies so more people could sing them all together. In the medieval church, singing by lay people, which is you, was totally banned. Did you know that? It was limited to a privileged few. But don't worry, in the Reformation, music came back to the people with choirs and chorales. And a big turn in church history, the hymn book. Why? Because the printing press, everything works together, right? And then we get to the modern period where we look to songwriters, hymn writers like Isaac Watts who wrote over 600 hymns. Can you imagine that? 600. John and Charles and Susanna Wesley, even up to good old Fanny Crosby. And we can't fail to mention oh, the Gaithers who took us from hymnody that was only piano or organ-led to a single voice that would lead a group of singers. And in modern Christian worship music, one of the most notable changes is the turn from talking about God in music to talking to God in our music. 
And admittedly, that probably still makes some of you all uncomfortable because it's so intimate. Music is touchy. It's personal, it's opinionated, it is laced with personal and communal history, with good feelings and bad feelings, with good associations, with people we love and bad associations, with people or congregations that betrayed us or whose theology we didn't agree with. There are songs that remind us of weddings, there are songs that remind us of funerals, but for some reason... We still gather here every Sunday, every week, to join our voices together because sing, 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 something happens when we sing, right? Scripture tells us that there is this expectation that as people who claim Christ, as people who claim to be God's people, we are supposed to sing with gratitude in our hearts, the scriptures tell us. Singing new songs, the scripture said that, not me. Singing new songs, singing to or with one another. There's this mandate, this, this prompt, this desire from the heart of God that we will sing. So I think that singing together is not something we come into the sanctuary and do and say, We've been good Christians this week. I think the reason scripture directs us to sing is that there's actually something deeper going on within us. Dr. Constance Cherry of the Calvin Institute for Worship says this. She says, the Christian community sings. It is not a choral society. It is singing not in a concert but from inner material necessity, it sings. Sing, sing, sing. Something happens when we sing. So a few weeks ago, I reached out to my friend Andrew. Andrew is a graduate of the UofL uh, School of Music Therapy. And Stu already touched on a few, of, a few of these points today. Currently, Andrew uh, serves as the coordinator for the Music Therapy Clinic at UofL. He has personally worked in the field of music therapy, still does, especially touched by those in the foster care system. Andrew grew up as a minister's kid who was handed a guitar at an early age, as most minister kids are, and has served at churches and camps across Kentucky. So I said, Andrew, I have this theory that when we sing, there's something happening within us and within us communally. And he said, you're right. And I said, this conversation is off to a great start. He said, he told me a lot of things, and I've tried to wrap them up in a pretty way to hand off to you, but Here's a few things that Andrew shared with me from a therapeutic perspective when we talk about singing. First, singing is a physical act. It's a lot of things, but it's a physical act. Have you noticed how your body feels when you sing? Have you noticed that? There is vibration within your core. I'm sure there's more scientific ways to say that. Your body doesn't do anything else quite like 
when your body sings. There's an act of breathing. If you're a trained singer, you know you breathe deep from your diaphragm, not from your chest. You take in a a balloon in your diaphragm, right? You have to pay attention when you breathe. It's a physical act. But second, here's what got me. I loved this part. He said, music helps the entire brain light up, which is what Stu was talking about earlier. Music helps your whole brain light up to music. That means when we sing, there are different levels of stimuli that we connect to. And here's what I mean by that. Music connects to our logic and our intellect by the lyrics that we see. The lyrics you see on the screen or read in a hymnal, you are reading those and those appeal to your intellect. Secondly, Within the music, there is a beauty in harmonies. Watching a melody carry you away. Have you ever felt something? We were kind of doing it a little bit earlier when the kids were at the piano. Have you ever felt when notes are are dissonant and your body just waits for that resolve? You know what I'm talking about? Mm Mm-hmm. My friend Rebecca, who is a music teacher, used to say, it's when the notes get crunchy and you just wait for that release. Your body senses that too. So you are even in tuned emotionally and physically to what is happening in music. Next is that music touches our deep memories, whether they are beautiful or painful. In community, you bring your preferences but you also bring your history with certain songs. And then we tie them all together in this room with this people right now in time. There are some people in here who have fond memories of when you sang your first Bill and Gloria Gaither songs. There are some who never want to sing a Twyla Paris song again. There's some of you who don't know who either one of those people are. <laughs> there are songs that strike a nostalgic chord with you, no pun intended. There are songs you'd be okay with never, ever hearing again. But here's the thing. We together to worship, recognizing we all have preferences and histories. Just a side note, and I think Stu would love this too, but chemically, scientifically, when you're singing in a group, whether it's a large group in the people, whether it's you come and join the choir here on Sunday mornings, your body releases endorphins. Do you know what an endorphin is? Have you watched Legally Blonde before? Endorphins make you happy. There's evidence that singing even releases serotonin and dopamine as well, even oxytocin. I'm not a scientist, but those sound like great things, don't they? When you sing, your body literally feels better. You may not even realize this is happening to you on a physical level. That's the cool thing about our brains. But as a side note, that means if you're posted up like this, You are working against nature. Next, when we sing together, we are 
even for a brief moment, tied together as one community. We are entering into a collective rhythm, a collective melody, and I love the way that Andrew described it to me. If we are all spokes on a wheel, for just a brief moment in time, we are all focused on one central thing, one central thought. Isn't that beautiful? Do you know how hard it is to get this many people to think one thought at once? Have you ever tried to herd cats or preschoolers? Y'all aren't much different. We're all spokes on the wheel coming to one central thing. And we do this every single Sunday. Same, same. Something happens when we sing. This community has the instruction and the obligation to sing out. To remember that music is not reserved for the privileged few, that we are not a choral society but that we are part of a community that welcomes you, your emotions, your mind, those of you who have grown up with pipe organs or smoke machines or anywhere in between, you are welcome here in this place to sing together because surely we can agree with a little science to back it up that something happens when we sing. Music is a gift from God that spans our heart, our minds, our souls, and our strength, so we may know who God is with every ounce of our being. Sing, 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 I love what happens when we sing. This morning, you are invited to the table. This is not my table. This table is not Ridgewood Baptist Church's table. This is the table of Christ. So all who seek to be disciples of Christ, to love Christ more fully, you are welcome at this table. When Jesus was spending the last night with his disciples, he took a loaf of bread while they were eating, he took the bread, he gave thanks to God in heaven, he broke the bread, and he said, take, eat, this is my body. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to God in heaven, and he said, this is my blood for you, do this in remembrance of me. Let's pray together. God, we give you thanks for the many gifts that you have given us so we may experience you with our mind, our soul, our strength, and our spirit. With this meal, God, form us 
into disciples, that we may follow you more closely. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask if Mike will come help serve. Kathy, will you help serve Ashton? Carl, would you come and help serve?